Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. If you are a returning listener, hello again. And if you are a new listener, welcome. I'm super excited and grateful that you've chosen to join the Inner Growth community and to be part of the Inner Growth fam and to also tune in to enhance and support your own personal evolution, your personal development journey, and to access the tools that I love sharing and the conversations that I love having with people on this platform. And if you haven't yet listened to the episode prior to this one, it dives into the full story of inner growth, how it came to be, why I decided to shift the name of the podcast from Luna to inner growth and just everything about it. It's pretty short and it really just conveys everything in a short episode. So definitely check it out if you haven't. And I am personally still reveling in the excitement from this past weekend. I threw an amazing event here in New York to celebrate the rebrand, to celebrate the launch of the Inner Growth membership, which you can join at innergrowthapp.com if you want to access weekly meditations live with me on Zoom. And if you also want to gain access to different workshops with experts in the personal growth space, moon guides twice a month, our book club, etc. So all that info is on innergrowthapp.com and on my Instagram, the Carolina Lifestyle and the Inner Growth Instagram too. But anyway, the event on Saturday was just so beautiful. The day was just so lovely. I gathered all of my favorite people who are wellness content creators, friends of mine from life at the Arilla Hotels here in New York. And we had such an awesome morning routine event where we did a meditation together that I led live. We had a workout that was led by my friend Jordana, which was so sweaty and so good. And it definitely burned. And then we had breakfast with mush overnight oats, with matcha lemonade from Swoon, with tea. There were goodie bags. Everyone was wearing matching sets from this brand, Alala. It was just literally so magical. And I really realized also how much I love connecting with people in real life, bringing together and introducing people who I know to each other and also just fostering connection. I really, really believe that all of us crave connection and that's what is driving inner growth. You know, that's what's driving all the initiatives that I'm doing as well as this focus that I have and this passion that I have for growth and for embracing the process of growing in its fullness right growth doesn't have to mean one certain thing growth doesn't have to mean getting from point a to point b growth is so non-linear and it's so beautiful and there's many ebbs and flows and sometimes it might feel like you're going backwards before you go forwards but you're always growing so 
I'm just super excited about this rebrand and I feel so aligned with the branding, with the community. I'm super grateful for all the support that I've been receiving from everyone who attended the event, but also from the Carolina Lifestyle community. There's already a couple people that joined the membership. We had the first meditation on Sunday and also did a little oracle card energy reading to set the tone for the week with affirmations. And it's just been super powerful. And I personally feel like it's marking a new beginning for me in my life as an entrepreneur and as a content creator. I'm also getting back into coaching and offering life coaching for my community. So if you're looking for a life coach, definitely let me know because I have been offering that now and I'm so excited to get to support my community one-on-one -on -one again. And overall, it's just feeling amazing and I don't know if I mentioned this in the past couple episodes but I ended up I think I did I ended up getting a tattoo as well on my ankle of a seedling and this tattoo I'm so happy I got it because I've been wanting to get a tattoo for so long but it really just symbolizes this new beginning right the process of planting a seedling and starting to water it and showing up weekly daily with consistent action in the direction of your goals and the process of watering yourself as well, right? Watering your dreams, watering what you believe in because the grass is greener where you water it and plants and flowers, they bloom when they receive that love, that attention and that care from you. So the same applies to you, right? You have to show yourself that care and kindness and that consistent daily action in the direction of what you love and what you want. So I'm just feeling like I'm in the middle of a quantum leap and it's kind of exciting and I'm happy that I get to share it with you guys and bring you guys along the journey and also be providing support for my community and serving you guys as I embark on this new journey as I continue building inner growth and I also really feel like it's this new beginning right I feel like there's still so much ahead so you guys are gonna get to watch it along with me and be a part of it and I'm just super pumped so feeling really lit up by everything, very excited. And to kick things off for the podcast, we are starting off with a guest episode. This was an amazing conversation and I'm just so excited that this is the first episode I'm releasing for Inner Growth because the guest in today's episode really symbolizes that. She's an Aries queen, she's a serial entrepreneur and just someone who I look up to and the person who I interviewed and got to chat with is Rachel Katzman. Rachel is the co-founder of Pevolve and she's also the former CEO and co-founder of QV Beauty, which is a hair care line that she sold in 2019. And if you're not familiar with Pevolve, it's essentially this awesome fitness brand that has a on-demand platform globally. And then they also have in-person studios in New York, Chicago, and LA where you can go, you can take their classes. And the cool thing is that Rachel launched Pevolve based on her own experience with her health journey. So she got diagnosed with scoliosis and then she also eventually got diagnosed with Lyme. And as she started healing from both of these medical conditions she wanted to create a fitness brand and a workout that was able to support people's bodies and also she is just really innovative as a person and I really thought it was cool how she alchemized her struggles into 
launching this awesome brand. And so I've gone in to the Pvolve studio. I've taken their classes. It's very effective. It's definitely burns and it's really nice. It's low impact, but it is super effective. And I am so happy I got to have her on the podcast because I got to pick her brain about the process of building and launching Pvolve. We also dove into her own health journey and how she grew from it and how she also used her mindset and changed her mindset to stay strong and to stay empowered as she faced these situations in her life being scoliosis, Lyme, and at the same time how she's been able to launch these successful brands all at once. So she's a badass. I'm super, super excited for you guys to tune into this conversation. And I think the root of it too is really about how empowered women empower women. And I think that really aligns so much with inner growth too, because at inner growth, that's what we're about, right? It's when you're an empowered woman, you show up for other women, you support them, you lift them up. And I just think it's really cool how Rachel was able to face these struggles and at the same time become this super awesome entrepreneur and create a fitness empire as a 30-year-old and also shifting her mindset around what it means to work out amidst all this noise to find a way to nurture her body but then also to help other women nurture their body through mindful and purposeful movement and so it's just an amazing conversation I am going to end the intro there and I'll let you listen to the conversation and take away knowledge and inspiration from Rachel herself. So with that said, I will see you on the other side and let's get growing. So excited to have you on the pod and welcome. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I think this can be a really fun and amazing conversation. Yes, me too. I'm so excited. And the first question I always ask my guests, mainly for me, because I'm like the astrologer friend to everyone I know, but do you know your sun, moon and rising? Okay. So sun is Aries, moon is Virgo and rising is Capricorn. Um, but I don't know like too much about that yet. So can can you give me something really quick? Can you give me a little, a little bit of info? Yes. Oh my God. Also I'm an Aries rising. So totally see like the bond, um, (laughs) here, but so I love that combination. So basically you have your Aries sun and Aries is a lot about like courage and it's a lot about like essentially to build courage, you have to go through struggles, right? Like courage comes about when you face stress and like different hard situations. And that's how you grow from them. And then Aries also has this like inner warrior kind of energy, like, you know, fighting like for the battles that mean the most you and embodying that courage. And I feel like that's something that definitely permeates your story. And we'll dive into that. (laughs) But then Aries also has a very strong connotation with fitness. So that's really interesting. And then the Virgo element is also super cool because Virgo for you is your moon, right? Mm -hmm. And like our moon is kind of our subconscious. It's like our inner emotional states. But then Virgo also has a lot to do with kind of the process of perfecting different like parts of our life and 
for you, because you have a Capricorn rising, that's literally in your career, like part of your chart, basically your career house. And Virgo kind of has a lot of ties to service, helping others mm -hmm. and like healing. And then all of that, plus the Capricorn, which is like, you get better over time, you know, like you age like a fine wine. And like, as time goes on, like, it's almost like you enjoy getting older. And like, as you get older, you get better. That's like yeah. my high level interpretation of that big three. Does that resonate at all? It does. I started diving into it a little bit because I knew we would talk about it here. And I was like, <laughs> this is so freaky. It's all so true. So it's definitely something I want to, you know, learn more about and dive into for sure. Yes, it's so fun. I am reading a really good book called The Inner Sky that I highly recommend like to anyone who is kind of starting out and wanting to learn more about their own chart because it kind of dives into everything in a very non-judgmental and like symbolic way. So it's a really cool tool to to have, but I love that. Love that. Yeah. So I think something that will be really impactful for us to chat about is just your own personal growth journey because I really admire how you were able to you know, translate your experiences with scoliosis and Lyme into what you've built with Pvolve. So could you kind of start from the beginning? Could you just tell me yeah. a little bit about like the moment you kind of found out you had scoliosis, how that felt? Um, because I feel like there was a big jump from that into launching Pvolve. So yeah, I would love to hear, you know, that about that in between. We'll take it way back. So, you know, I was early 20s and, you know, definitely experienced moving away from home, gaining weight and just, you know, learning about who I was kind of from those teenage years to early 20 years. And I just looked in the mirror one day and I'm like, I don't recognize who I am. I don't feel connected with myself. I lost my confidence. And so for me, I thought, okay, my first step in this, you know, wellness journey was going to be exercise. So it was really at the time in New York City when all of these boutique studios were popping up left and right. And I tried all of them and I hated going to the gym. I hated class. I canceled all the time. It was like a chore to have to show up. And not only was I not seeing the physical results that I wanted, but I was in a lot of pain, back pain. And I went to the doctor, I found out I had scoliosis. And you know, like a lot of other people, I was like, I'm going to have to push through this pain. I'm just going to, have to deal with it. This happens. And it was really this kind of trend in the fitness scene at that time, like pain equals gain. You have to be hunched over when you walk out You have to be pouring sweat or you didn't, you know, get a good workout. So I continued through that and I ended up meeting a trainer in New York city who would become my co-founder later on. And he really introduced me to this world of functional movement. I had no idea what that meant. I was really used to Pilates or reformer or hit or rowing, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I really started to, you know, get educated on my body and understand that low impact movement, low impact exercise isn't boring. It's not slow and it's, it's pretty intense. And I started to just, you know, understand that there was a different way that I can move my body that not only allowed me to see the physical results that I was looking for, but that I could feel really good and I could feel really strong. And I actually, you know, my back pain started to go away and I started to get excited to work out and my friends would, you know, still be complaining. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited. Like, I feel good. I look I good. Love this. <laughs> and my whole life changed, you know, I just became so obsessed. I couldn't stop talking about um, the style of movement and my results. And it was like, I knew I had to get this out to more people. 
So we really kind of together set out to open up a small studio, see if people would come. And it really was, you know, this combination of low impact workouts with this functional movement and resistance equipment kind of tied together. And as we started getting more people in the door and started, you know, different women, different ages, different goals, et cetera, all seeing these kind of life-changing results, I knew that we had to, you know, continue to build this team and really bring in other trainers that had other specialties and even doctors later on in the journey to really help create the PVOLV method that you see today. And 2017, we launched PVOLV with our little crappy studio in Chinatown, New York and our <laughs> on-demand platform where I, you know, taught myself how to edit all the videos and there was no lights and no microphone. It was just so down and dirty in our equipment line. And it has been, it's been a wild roller coaster ever since that day. Wow. Oh my gosh. Thank you for running me through that. It's really awesome that you were able to find that fitness trainer that was able to help you connect with this new way of movement and kind of reshape your perception around it because I think a lot of people they struggle with exercise and with movement because they don't find the one that makes them joyful and that you know works with their body and that's so different for everyone but I bet that when you were able to see these results and see your back pain alleviate which can be so frustrating you know to have yeah like very, very bad back pain. I have a really good friend of mine who who struggles a lot with her back and and I know how hard it is. And so just the the fact that you were able to connect with the right people and everything kind of fit into place and then that you were able to take it into your own hands is just just a really Yeah, I mean there's there's definitely nothing worse than not feeling good, especially when you have some type of sensitivity or pain in your body. And I think a lot of people they just live with it. And they just saw my shoulder hurts and it just gets worse over time. And I think even beyond that as women, you know, especially as I've gotten older and I've, you know, my body's gone through changes, my health has gone through changes, but as women, we go through so many different stages in our lives and with our hormones and just different things that we're experiencing. And for me personally, movement has always been my answer to kind of get to the other side. So definitely as I've evolved and as our communities evolved, We've just brought on, you know, more trainers and teachers to really help us evolve this method so that it can be that kind of safe place for people to really help them transition into that next season of their life. And that you can look amazing. You can have the lifted butt, you can have toned arms and the ab definition, but your body can actually feel, you know, 10 times better than how you look. And it's, We all want that, right? We want to look great, but we want to feel great. And, you know, that answer really is out there. Yeah, definitely. And for anyone listening who isn't familiar with functional movement, could you just quickly do a little like functional movement 101 and like what it really means? Yeah. So for us, you know, the way that we use it is that we're really working with your body's biomechanics. We're really working your body and all the planes of motion that it's meant to move. It's meant to move front and back and side to side and you know, external rotations and internal rotations. And we're really taking your body on a journey throughout that class. So you're never really in one position at any time. And it's really, you know, it's not everyday moves that maybe you're doing day to day, but the the workouts and exercise that you're doing are going to help you when you walk out of that class. So there's a lot of reaching and there's, you know, how do you really power 
and activate the glutes so that when you bend down to pick up a box, you're not doing it in your low back, you're really powering up for your glutes, or if you're picking up your baby, you're strengthening those muscles. So it's really, you know, I always think of it as that class that you're doing, whether it's 10, 20, 40 minutes, it should be enhancing the rest of your day, because that's such a small part of the second when you wake up that class, but how can you make sure that you're maximizing, you know, that time for movement to really enhance the rest of your day. Um, and our members, we've just seen, you know, so many great kind of transformations and journeys of, I never knew, you know, my balance has gotten better. My stability has gotten better, my flexibility. And these are all such important things, especially as we age and we get older. Um, and I think that it's just been such an amazing ride to see that the response has been so great and that people are, you know, finding us and getting these results from all over the world. Yeah, definitely. I think also what I really pick up from everything you shared is that it's really anchored into body awareness, right? Like being aware yeah. of every single part of your body and then working in almost like a targeted way so that you're creating the flexibility, the mobility, like you're making it feel its best. Because you're working- I always say, yeah, like for me, this workout is almost like a meditation. I mean, I think with, yeah. with any workout, right, you can make it as hard as you want or as easy as you want. It's how you show up. It's the intention that you put in. It's the mind muscle connection. Like for me, I've been doing this method for seven years now, and it's harder for me today than it was when I first started because I'm so in tune with my body. I can, you know, have so much resistance in my arms without using any type of equipment. And you're always, you know, how can I stretch and how can I hold that squeeze longer and how can I activate that muscle? And there's so many um, details. So for me, I get so excited, you know, you continuously see results. I don't ever get bored, but again, it's like what you're putting in to that class um, is what you're going to really get out of it. For sure. Yeah. And and that's cool. You know, that as you've done it through so many different years that it's gotten harder. I think that's good. because A lot of the times certain exercises, it's just kind of plateaus, right? Like you get to a point where you don't even notice that it's hard anymore. Like it just doesn't feel like it's doing much. So that's really cool that you've been able to get to that, you know, level of awareness and of like strength, I guess, in your own body. (laughs) And so I kind of want to rewind a little bit back to when you first opened that first studio in Chinatown with your co-founder what was that experience like the like the experience of creating something physical like a tangible Mm -hmm. physical space getting people in getting the word out what was that like I mean I knew it had to be so down dirty and scrappy and just really try to foster a community and organically grow. And I think at the beginning, you just say yes, and you give a lot of things away for free. And someone, you know, knows someone who maybe is an influencer or who has a following or who's an editor and you just, yep, we'll give away class. Yep. And you just say, yes, we'll be there. We'll do it. And you have to hustle and you have to network. And, you know, I, I just knew I didn't really want to spend anything till we really got this out in the marketplace and could test. And even when we launched Evolve, you know, it was, we don't need to spend a fortune on a website right now. You know, the second we push live and launch, we're probably going to want to change everything anyways. <laughs> so let's just like as down and dirty as we can. And we, you know, we're creating our P-Ball, our hero product. So for me, it was, I'd rather spend and invest the money in the actual physical product and all the like fun branding and the pictures and all that like that can come later 
let's actually make sure this product is, you know, to our level of standards to get this out the door and to test it. But I look back and, you know, especially as we started building this team, those were some of like the craziest days, but also like the most fun days that I would never trade for anything. They were stressful and exhausting and wild, but like you look back and you're like, oh my God, like the four of us, like we did that. Remember when we did that? It's, it's, you know, you can't take it back. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like the, the whole like entrepreneurial journey, like creating your own business, launching something, a lot of the times it's, I don't know, I, I can be a perfectionist and I've been working through me too, me too. <laughs> perfectionism. Um, and so I think a lot of the times it's very easy when you're like in it to, to focus on everything that's like not working in that moment. And then the truth is though, that when you look back and you rewind in your own memories and you're like, oh my gosh, remember those early days when like we were trying to bring in all these influencers and like launching the first studio, like, oh, like those were like good times, you know, you'll look back and you'll remember and realize that every single part of the process of launching anything or putting anything out in the world was a step in the journey, was a part that was essential and that was so beautiful in its own, even if in the moment it felt so stressful or daunting or overwhelming. I think that's something that I'm really trying to work on and that I don't do enough is to stop even because, you know, something launches or something and you're like, okay, next, great. Next thing, next thing we have to do this. And I, I really am trying to be better at pausing for a moment and, you know, whether it's just with myself or with the team and just being like, we fucking did that. Like, let's just all like take it in and enjoy this. And like, we can get back to our other stuff this afternoon or tomorrow, but let's all just like really, you know, be proud of ourselves. So we just launched that, or we just did that, or this new gym opened. Um, it's hard to do, especially when your list of things is so long and my brain never, ever, ever turns off. But um, I know how important that is for not only yourself, but for the team as well. Yeah, exactly. I think stepping into like the shoes of a leader, right? And thinking about how like your energy and your attitude kind of shapes the energy of everyone around you when you're like a founder of a company. So what has helped you along the way into like thinking about how your mindset affects those around you? What has helped you maintain a positive outlook as you've built something from scratch and, you know, been a founder? Because a side note, before you dive into that, you were a founder before you founded Pevolve as well, right? Like in a a hair care, like beauty brand. So, so you've always been kind of in this entrepreneurial vibe from what I'm getting. Yes. I've always had that spirit in me. Um, and both kind of brands stem from these personal experiences that I just, you know, became obsessed with. I think with Pevolve, you know, definitely something it's been a learning lesson for me. I think, you know, launching this, there was a small team of us. There was like really four of us. And I was very Mm -hmm. thankful that I had three other incredible, you know, strong women that have had, you know, these amazing careers that I really could learn from. But when you're kind of at that starting phase, you do everything, you wear every hat and you're just in every single aspect of the business. So I think as we grew, you know, having to step out of things and give away some of that control and trust, you know, the other team members that you're hiring to, they're going to handle it. They have the expertise here. And I think, 
really for me, the biggest like thing that has been so impactful has been shifting my mindset. Like you were just saying, it's a lot easier to come and say, I don't like this. This isn't working. That sucks. Like it's a lot more challenging to say, Hey, you know what? I looked at the new homepage. It's not really working. Here's some ideas that maybe we could try. Or I looked at the new email journey and we're not seeing great clicks or we're not seeing great conversion. Have we thought about this? It's a lot, takes a lot more. And even in your personal life, right? I can sit here and say, why did this happen today? This is awful. But okay, this happened to me. What am I going to do about it? So I think really having to not be so reactive in the moment, you know, of learning that take a minute, take a breath, pause. And what is the solution to this problem? Because when you are a leader, you have, you own your own company, you're problem solving every day. You have to like to problem solve every day. There's problems. Yesterday morning, I woke up and my whole morning went to shit and it was problems, problems, emails, calling. And you know, you have to just, I need to take a step back and just, okay, breathe got to deal with this, cross it off the list, but you have to be very kind of solution oriented and not get stuck in that negativity. Um, so for me, I think having that mindset change in both my personal and professional life has been something that's probably been the most impactful. Yeah, definitely. I think problem solving is such a like real part of being a business owner. And especially when you are a leader, you have to be there to kind of guide people on how the problem's going to be solved. And yeah. as you said, there's two ways to go about it, right? There's the way of, let me focus on the negative, let me freak out, or let me actually take a step back, not react in the moment, which I think is a very big Aries learning lesson. <laughs> as an Aries, a very strong Aries person too, I definitely feel that, like having to learn how to not get reactive in the moment and not like picking the right battles essentially yeah, and like yeah, learning, yeah. okay, like, is this a battle? Like I need to fight right now or can I just like take a step back, wait it out a little bit and then. And it's hard. It. It's so hard because it's, you know, especially when it comes to the business, like you're so passionate about it, but I've definitely, you know, and you have to have your learning moments. You have to maybe be too reactive and, you know, could have not gone the right way or could have not on the outcome that you wanted and so for me I think those a few key learning moments have really um just helped me in that yeah. area for sure definitely and in between both of your experiences with launching a company you know whether it be in the fitness space or in the beauty space when you launched both of those companies correct me if I'm wrong but when you launched the beauty brand did you found it by yourself and then when you launched Pevolve, did you do it with a co-founder or did you do it with a co-founder in both times? No. Yeah. The beauty brand was by myself. Pevolve was with the co-founder. At both companies, though, I did find, you know, someone to really be my business partner with the hair care company. I was like 22 and I was so, I mean, Pevolve was like a year later, but <laughs> I was so young and I, I didn't go to college. I knew I have a very savvy, like, you know street smart and just this grit and this hunger and this passion, but I knew I needed that business expertise to really lean on and for me to learn from. And it's hard finding the right person. You know, sometimes it can take a few different people. Um, with Pevolve, I got so lucky that the woman that I found, you know, five, six years ago, she's still with me today. I would 
not be able to function without her. Um, but I kind of have always known what my strengths and weaknesses are and then finding other people to fill in the other areas. Yeah, exactly. And I think finding a co-founder or a business partner, it has to be a very intentional process. Mm -hmm. So what was that like, you know, when I guess for Pvolve, you were able to find someone who's still with you today. So how did that happen? Do you think looking back, there were certain like green flags or, or things you would recommend to anyone who's maybe looking to start their own business or to identify how to pick a business partner? Is there anything that you would offer as advice to someone who's in that yeah. position? I think, I think with Pvolve specifically, you know, there's definitely things that you can do on your own to start, you know, like with, with Pvolve, the gym and, you know, starting to explore different ideas to put the workout online and just starting to foster that in-person community and a social media presence and that was all without her, right? So there's definitely things, if you have an idea, you can start. And as you start to think about what does this business or this idea, or this physical product look like to really get out into the marketplace, you know, what other people do you need? What is your expertise? What are areas you don't know enough about? And I think just really identifying that person or their experience or where they come from. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, amazing, amazing people who have, you know, had these wonderful careers and maybe they're not full-time and they're looking for just to be an advisor, to be a consultant and be someone that's part-time that you can just tap into. I think that so many people want to give advice and they want to help. And even if you just reach out and you want to get on the phone or like, you just have to put yourself out there. And what's the worst thing that happens? Someone doesn't respond. They hang up on you or they say like, no, or they might say, you know what? I'm not interested, but I have a friend and she could be great for this. She's looking for some part-time work. Why don't you call her? And so with people of the woman, Julie, that I got connected with was through a family friend that I have um, growing up. And, you know, she had, full-time job, 20 year career. She was not interested in coming to do this with me. And I said, I don't care. I'm flying to Chicago and meeting with her face to face. If she doesn't know someone, she might know someone who can help me with this. And it's been, you know, the rest is history. That's so great. <laughs> you got it. You know, it's like, you never, you got to just go through the door because it could lead to so many different paths and you just, you never know. Yeah, exactly. I was actually talking to someone about this couple of days ago where it's like when you put yourself out there and you reach out to someone like a cold email or a cold phone call or whatever it is the worst that can happen is they say no yeah the worst that can happen but yeah. the best is they can open so many doors so I think really putting yourself out there is such a key part of expanding a business growing a business finding success in a new business and new venture so I love that I love that attitude and that's very inspiring and, you know, from launching that first studio to then growing to new studios to bringing in new people, can you share a little bit about that part of the journey and kind of what type of growth that brought for you? Yeah, I mean, whew, so, you know, it's been almost five years and now we have three physical locations, New York, LA, Chicago. We just started franchising. We've sold about 10 franchises, so more studios across the U.S. coming soon. Um, and, you know, we just have been very aggressive. And just like, you know, when we saw the interest in the kind of feedback from our members, we knew that there was something really special here. And I think for me, even personally, 
knowing, like I, I knew where I wanted to take this workout. I think going through different things hormonally as I've gotten older, getting Lyme disease, these have all really shifted the way that I view movement and what a workout can be. And so we started bringing on doctors to really work with our trainers to, you know, help create this very specialized content. I think as you age, and like we were saying earlier, like you go through different seasons of your life and what you want from your workout. So for me, it's just been really about creating this lifestyle brand. And especially around the workout that no matter what season of life you're in or what your goals are, or what you're going through, that this, you know, low impact functional movement, resistance-based equipment, there's something for you, whether you're just, you know, you just got, um, you just found out you're pregnant. There's prenatal, there's postnatal. We have pelvic floor strengthening, pelvic floor releasing. We have workouts to do when you have your period, we're launching fertility series. We just launched menopause. And then we have, you know, all of our sculpting classes and our low impact cardio classes and our meditations and our stretches, but it's all like, it's all housed under the same kind of evolved principles. So there really is something for every single woman, no matter what she's going through in her life. And I knew that when we launched, this had to be bigger than just a sculpting workout. You know, we needed to have more pieces of equipment that are going to help achieve, you know, all of these amazing goals and just really create this offering that has something for everybody because health, wellness, fitness, whatever you want to call it, it's so individualized and so personalized. And what works mm -hmm. for you isn't going to work for me. And every woman is different. And I knew that this couldn't be a one size fits all. Some days I want a 55 minute intense sculpting workout. Other days, I just want a 20 minute stretch. When I had, you know, got diagnosed with Lyme, I barely could get out of bed, but for me mentally, I needed to move my body. So what did that look like? Working with our trainers and our doctors of what those styles of, you know, classes could look like. And so I just knew that this had to be bigger, you know, than how it first started. And so really, you know, relying on my business partner to help kind of execute and bring that to life. And, you know, the more traction we got, the more that we invested and the more that we hired and it's just been, it's been amazing. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, I love what I do so much. Like I, I still, I do this workout every single day of my life. I love it. I'm so obsessed with it. And hearing from our members and our, you know, community, these life changing results of, yeah, it's great. I look good. My husband said I look great, but, but like I can jump on the trampoline with my kids and I'm not peeing in my pants. And I've actually looked better than I did, but you know, uh, after I have kids and I did before and just like these, you know, I can play with my grandkids and my back isn't hurting. Just all these things that you don't think about why I go to a fitness method, but it's all these like afterthoughts and all these benefits that you, it's why people stay. It's just so motivating for not only me and the whole team to really keep us going, thinking of new ideas, um, and really not stopping. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And I know that hearing that feedback, you know, it's, it's the fuel to the fire. Like it's what, yeah. you know, reminds you every single day that you are making a huge impact that you are helping people. And I would imagine that, you know, as the founder of people that seeing these results, it just must be so exciting because you not only are seeing them yourself by doing the workouts every day, by doing them and working with these fitness professionals and health professionals to find what would work yeah. best for your body, but you're also giving women all these different 
options of workouts, right? As you were saying, like from prenatal to postnatal to fertility to stuff that you can do when you're on your period versus like meditations and stretches. Like there's so much variety and I'm a huge advocate for bioindividuality and the fact that we are all so different and so unique and our bodies are so different. Like even as women, we are all menstruators. We all have a cycle and we are all at different stages of our cycle every single day. Like I might be on my period and my friend might be ovulating and that means we're in completely different vibes. So creating something through your business that honors that is really beautiful. And I admire that a lot. And my other question was that like, as someone who is very passionate about hormone health, I just recently got certified as a hormone specialist. So I'm very, very interested in just all that involves hormones. And you were sharing, you know, that that was a big part of your own journey and that, you know, eventually you got diagnosed with Lyme and that kind of shifted also your approach to Pevolve because you started bringing in the health professionals a little bit more into it. So could you dive in a little bit into that moment, into that part of your journey and what that was like? I'm sure it was hard, you know, being diagnosed. So I think definitely, you know, pre-Lyme, more of the hormone stuff. I think I never talked about that kind of stuff with my mom or my friends or anything like that. And definitely, you know, when I kind of got off birth control is really when I saw just this crazy roller coaster ride of like, what is going on in my body? And I'm very thankful that today, right now in 2022, that conversation is really at the forefront, right? Your hormones, your period, uh, fertility, et cetera. Like that is what people are talking about. But back then, it really wasn't. So even a couple years ago, I think. Right. No, I remember like, even when we launched our pelvic floor program, people are like, what? You're doing what? Like, no thanks. (laughs) Um, I'm like, no, I promise you, you need this. But I think just really getting super close with some of our other, you know, female trainers that were at the company at the time and kind of all just talking about like, you know, how come on certain days I don't want to work out or maybe I'm pushing myself too hard and that's leading to, you know, some of these imbalances with my hormones and just like really educating myself and getting to know my body and learning and asking questions in a really just safe and open environment and talking to different doctors. And, you know, there's a reason that certain days I'm craving a certain style of movement or there's days that I should push it harder. There's days where, you know what, just take it easy and that's okay because that rest day or that stress day is going to be so much more impactful for your body in the long run. Um, and I think just hearing different, like women feel safe to talk about that. And just like, I'm not alone. And you're experiencing that as well to just understand that how movement can play such a big part in regulating my hormones for sure. Obviously there's other factors, but that can definitely be a big one. And then when it came to, you know, my, my diagnosis with Lyme disease, you know, again, that I think was a big learning lesson for me when it came to mindset of, you know, getting that diagnosis was almost a relief of I'm not crazy. There's a reason I'm feeling, you know, having all these symptoms and feeling this way, but it was like, okay, let yourself sit in this for no more than two days. And now get yourself up, find the doctors. What are you going to do about this? And like, how are you going to get through this and get to the other side? And for me, you know, I worked with an amazing, she was really like um, a spiritual therapist. I love her. And yeah, she is like the best. And she really said to me, don't let your diagnosis define you. 
And I think a lot of people yeah. do that, you know, it's very like, oh, I have Lyme, I can't do this. Oh, I no longer can do this. But like, no, you have to learn to like, maybe there's changes that you're going to make in your life, but that's okay. We evolve. I'm not the same person I was, you know, five years ago, let alone six months ago. I'm changing. I'm evolving constantly. And I think it's just, for me, it all goes back to getting to know yourself is like the most powerful thing ever. And, you know, when you have a headache, your head hurts, if you're hungry, your stomach crawls, but your body gives you so many more cues beyond the things that we all know and learning how to tap into that. It's hard. And it's really, it's like a lifelong practice, mm-hmm. but when you can t- tune into that and what are you craving and what feels good and what feels doesn't and what works, we said this earlier, but like what works for you, isn't going to work for me. And you got to test and try different things. But if you're committed you know, you can always kind of get to that other side of things. Um, And honestly, probably feel better than you did before. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I completely agree, first of all, with the like menstrual cycle conversation. And I think it's really great that there is this kind of awakening that's happening where so many women are kind of taking a step back and thinking more closely about their bodies, about their cycles, about should I be on birth control? Why am I on birth control? Yeah. Like, what is my cycle? Am I connected to it? Do I know what part of my cycle I'm in? There's all these little elements of our menstrual cycle that... I mean, I didn't even know that I went through four phases when I was learning about it. I'm like, my body does what? I thought my yeah. period came and went away and then it comes back again. Like, there's just so much education and like education is power. And like, you have to be your own advocate when it comes to your health and your body um exactly it's like it's a beautiful thing right yeah exactly it is so beautiful and it's wild that we're not taught all these things so that's something I have been really trying to do with my own community is educating women about the cycle the cycle phases our hormones how we can support our body how we can support our cycle and all of that so I think that that's really awesome and when it comes to your diagnosis I think that's just a beautiful perspective and I'm really glad that you were able to work with that spiritual therapist and realizing like, I'm not going to let my ego get attached and identify with this illness. Like, yes, it's a part of my journey and it's going to contribute to my evolution. It's going to contribute to my growth, but I don't have to start limiting myself because of this, right? Like it's about the power that you give certain things. And of course it's so challenging, you know, to not feel great and to struggle with health issues, but at the same time, taking that step back and being able to see it from a different lens and to see it like how can I grow from this how can I let myself feel really sad and pissed off and upset that this is going on like let myself fully feel that but then also move forward and like have this help me fuel more growth and more evolution and I think you always have to look back like six months a year later and like what did I learn from that and you know for me I think during that time the biggest thing was boundaries and Mm -hmm. putting my health first you know I always say to I started a wellness company and at the beginning like I was never so unwell my life like you know when you're starting a company and you're this is your child your baby you put everything else before you and your needs and your health and so I think for me it was you know learning when to say no no's a 
doesn't always have to be a bad thing and having boundaries and what feels good for me, right? I like to get up early. I like to start my day really by 5.30 PM. Like unless it's an emergency, my meetings are done. Like don't bother me, my brain really by five. Like I want to eat early and get in bed and my brain is done. No, no meetings after that time. Um, and it's all about kind of like the life lessons, like you said, and how you grow from that. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and I think boundaries is so important. It's something that a lot of the times many women will struggle with people pleasing, will struggle with saying no, will struggle with knowing, you know, when to say no and when to say yes. And I think that's really awesome that that's something that this was able to teach you as well, because when you are creating your own company, as you were saying, it's so easy to like let all boundaries dissolve and be always on and the same can apply to many other things right like sometimes even as a content creator it can be really hard because I do feel sometimes like I am always on whether I'm answering dms or thinking about the next post or editing a video or whatever it is and it's fun because it's coming from my heart and it's because I'm enjoying it but figuring out how to create that balance when you are your own boss when you are kind of deciding what your schedule is going to look like and you have that autonomy you have that ability to decide so making decisions that honor your body and honor your health is really impactful yeah so and I feel like when it comes to inner growth we've talked about so many different things right we've talked about like the releasing of perfectionism and learning to look at problem solving from a different lens when it comes to seeing a problem choosing to not get defensive or not get reactive is a lesson, right? It's something that we're constantly learning and evolving around and being able to see things from a positive lens. How is this teaching me something? What is this helping me learn right now? And then what you just talked about, right? Like the element of how can I create boundaries and find the right balance between my health, my passion, my business, my team. So is there anything else that you feel like has been a big part of your inner growth of your journey that has, you know, been permeating your experience or even something that right now you feel like you're learning? Ooh, I mean, I think right now it's, it's a challenge in and of itself with COVID, right? Like we used to be in the office every day and now we're work from home. And now there's people who, you know, our team members all over the U S and, different time zones. And I haven't met so many new people. Um, And so I think that is a challenge right now of, you know, when you're in person, you get to know each other on a different level than just being in meetings or on Zoom calls all day. And I think that is, you know, something that probably everybody's dealing with and there's no playbook for it. And you really just do the best that you can and you um, try to still create that culture, even though everyone is remote. So I think that's something, you know, that we're, even I'm, I, I don't know, I am still learning how to be a manager, be a leader. This is also new to me. So definitely been throwing this on top, but I think, you know, it all goes back to why we're all here. Why am I here? Why is the team here? And it all, it's, it goes back to, you know, our members and the results. So just like continuing to feed that to the team. And I think also, you know, bringing in some of my own practices around boundaries into the company as well. You know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we block out the morning. There's no meetings. People can get caught up in their work. We have like a lunch break, just the way that are certain times that there can be no meetings or meetings and earlier days on Fridays. I think 
everybody's doing the best that they can right now, right? Just given yeah. everything that's going on in the world and allowing people to have that space and take it if they need. You know, obviously we're a startup. There's a lot we have to do. We work a lot, but having it just be an enjoyable place for people to work and get excited to show up every day, um, I think is super important as well. Wait, I freaking love that. I think that's so awesome that you are kind of crafting the culture in that way and thinking about how you can support your your startup, you know, the startup culture with this focus on health and, you know, giving people the ability to have time to catch up on work. Like it's really hard to have time to do certain things when you just have back-to-back meetings all day right or certain things like that or even like the Friday component like that's so awesome that you are you know being able to craft that yourself and you know in the future I definitely you know can see myself expanding my brand and like launching new things and that's something I think about all the time is what kind of culture would I want to create right if I you know did have this hard yeah exactly I I think one other thing too that I love I mean it's starting to get cold out so we'll see but during the summer I would love like the walk and talk so if I had a one-on-one with someone or it wasn't a meeting that required me to like sit in front of the screen and look at a spreadsheet or whatever like let's both wherever you are wherever I am let's just go and you you walk I'm gonna walk and we're both just gonna get outside and like get up from the desk because I think now with work from home like used to be able to walk over to someone's desk for 10 minutes and ask them a question now it's either like call them, put a meeting on, and it's just, it's so back to back and it's the staring at the screen and you have to like, I'm very creative. I and also have ADD, so I can't sit still for too long. <laughs> so I need to like get up and move my body. And we have like weekly team meetings and we always start that meeting with like a 10 minute stretch led by the trainer. So I think there's definitely little things that you can do to infuse that. Into the yeah, for sure. And I think that's awesome. And one other thing that we were talking about before we, started recording is the element of spirituality and how that's kind of played a role in your own journey and we were both kind of talking about how spirituality means something different for everyone so I would love if you could quickly share like what spirituality means to you and how it's played a role in your journey over the last like 10 years of launching companies building businesses and just learning from all of that. Yeah, I think it's it's intuition for me of just feeling really in tune and connected with myself. And when I first started down my, you know, wellness journey, I had no idea what that meant. If someone said that to me, I'd be like, okay, woo-woo, like you're, that's not for me. <laughs> but then you have these little moments, right, where you're like, I trusted my gut. I went with that. That was the right decision. And that you know, the more that you kind of experience those things, I think that kind of confidence that you know yourself and you're making the right decisions, you know, it only gets stronger. And obviously there's times where it's not like that every day. And I, you know, have some people in my life that help me get back to that place of really trying to listen and be in tune. And, you know, I think like we, we've said this whole time is everybody's individualized what you know we're all so different and our needs are different and what's going on you know physically and emotionally and in our bodies is so different on any given day and you know I look at friends that are like we all have those friends what are you doing to work out what are you eating what are you this and you know they just want to do what everybody else is doing and that's great you should get inspiration from other people but they're always on this quest right and you got to sometimes just stop 
and we block out the noise and like, what works for me? And this is like a lifelong, there's no magic pill. There's no overnight, you know, success story. This is like your life and it's your health and it's your wellness. And it's a lifelong kind of practice and it's going to ebb and flow. And you got to just go along with the ride. You got to try different things and test and does this feel good? And, you know, just always knowing like, how, how do I feel right now? How does this make me and my body feel and acknowledge that and, you know, either stick with something or, or move on from it. Um, but I think it has just played such a big role, both personally and professionally of knowing, you know, kind of what decisions to make and where should I go? Yeah, for sure. And I think that's so common, as you were saying, for people to look at what everyone else is doing and base their choices there. And I think with social media and just the way the world is today, it's that's super common, you know, to want to get inspired by other people. But at the end of the day, the answers truly are within us and from our own experience, right? And even in my own personal journey, I feel like I've had to try so many different things when it comes to all elements of health, from movement to mindfulness to nutrition and spirituality, just like educating myself, learning, trying, testing, and really figuring out like in what moments of my experience have I felt my best? What was I yeah. doing then that I'm not doing now? How can I reconnect to that? And tuning in again, as you said, to your intuition, to that inner voice. Awareness. Now, just having yeah. that awareness. Yeah. And I think as a founder too, there's a lot of decisions you have to make. So when it comes to really tuning into your intuition and like balancing that with your team's opinions, with advice you might get, like, how are you able to tune in? So there's a time and a place for like a data decision and then a gut decision, right? Not everything can just be like, I feel it. This is what we're going to do. But like, you know, a lot, that's a lot of that happened and that kind of got us to where we are today. But I, I like to hear everybody's thoughts, opinions, better if there's numbers or data to show. And like at the end of the day, I could have what I think is the best idea. If our members don't like it, guess what? We're not going to do it. So I think it's testing and trying different things and seeing really what your audience is responding to. Um, and if something really doesn't feel right, doesn't, you know, there's like occasional moments that I know the data is showing me this and the number, but if it just is like, we cannot do it, then we can't do it. But most of the time I know when to like pull back of like, this is a straight numbers game. Fine. I'm okay with it. Or like, no, this is really what I'm feeling. This is something we have to do. Yes. And I think that's a fine balance between looking at the numbers and making data-driven decisions, but then also like as someone who is very creative and intuitive myself, sometimes it can be hard to only mm -hmm. rely on the numbers and to only look at the data. And sometimes you just get certain like creative nudges and like you just want to do something because you have a feeling that it will be good. But finding that balance can be hard sometimes. Yeah, test and try. You know, you there's so many different ideas that you can test and make it really, you know, like lo-fi and you don't have to spend or just like test it with a small group of people. And if they're responding to it, then you'll figure out a way to make it bigger and make it automated. And, you know, no idea is, is too big to really test is how I look at things. Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh. I feel like 
we've talked about so many different amazing things and I want to kind of close the episode with a round of rapid fire questions I do these questions with every guest so I'm excited to hear your answers and the first one is is there a mantra or a quote that you live by oh my god mantra or quote that I live by um shoot oh I'm gonna get stuck there's so many um oh my god why am I getting stuck? Maybe, maybe tomorrow's another day. And I think because sometimes like if I'm feeling so overwhelmed or so anxious day by day, I really try to take things day by day and not like, oh my God, I have so much stuff to do this week. And oh my God, look at the month. And it's really like, I do the best that I can today. And tomorrow is another one. And and that's, that's been really helpful. Yeah. That's important because truly the only thing you can do is in the present you can't really yeah. do anything that has happened in the future right now so I love that attitude and then the second question is what makes you feel like your best highest self probably when I just have those days when I've slept really have best night's sleep my morning routine is on point and I just feel really in control and in tune with myself Yes, I think the sleep component is so huge. I recently got everything, a ring and it just, you know, tracks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love like waking up and like looking at my sleep score and being like, yes, I got like my art, like REM, my REM sleep. Like I got enough hours. My readiness score There's, is amazing. When you have a good night's sleep, it's like it doesn't matter what gets thrown your way. You just, you are like zen and chill and it's the best day ever. Yeah, I've really learned that this year for sure. So love that. And I completely agree. That makes me feel like my best self too. And then third question is, are there any books that have kind of played an important role in your journey or that you love and you would recommend to anyone listening? So I love listening to podcasts. I'm not the biggest reader. And I listen to everything from Skinny Confidential, Mind Body Green, How I Built This, Entree Leadership. So I love like a mix. Um, I obviously love hearing like all the doctors and all the health professionals on some of those podcasts and then like the leadership style or people, other entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to, you know, when I go for a walk or I'm outside, I just, I like to listen. More of a podcast girl. Yeah. Okay. Love that. I feel like, oh, I'm a big reader, but I love podcasts and I kind of, I've been flow. I recently started listening to Skinny Confidential and I had never listened to it before, uh, which is wild, but they're great. I love the guests that they bring on. So, so entertaining. Yes. And then the last question is if someone didn't hear anything from this episode, they just like only heard this part, what's something you would want to leave them with? (laughs) Hmm. This is a big one. I would say that it's never too late to take control of your health and your wellness and your body. You have, you know, your body's your vehicle to life and you have one life and you really should get to know yourself. And we all just want to feel good. And I promise that it's possible and, you know, become aware and become in tune with yourself and take it day by day. It's not an overnight success and it's never too late to start. Yeah. I think that applies to so much, right? It applies to health and wellness. It applies to if you want to launch a business or if you want to create something in your life, if you want a new 
way of living if you want to create change like it's never too late so mm-hmm. love that thank you so much for coming on the podcast this was so fun I loved hearing more so about fun. your story connecting with you and I think everyone listening has to go check out people I loved when I went into the studio and I, I love the workout I think it's great so can you just share where everyone can connect with you if they want to follow you or just like be in the loop of everything that you're working on Yep. So I am at R Katzman on Instagram, pvolves at pvolves, pvolves.com. And me and you totally have to meet at the studio in the city and take class together. Yes. That'd be so fun. Let's please do that. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you guys have a great day. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.